Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. Do you ever wonder why Christians are seen as so judgmental? I might have a different take on a couple things today and some things that might give you courage and comfort and strength to be who God created you to be without fear that you're doing the wrong thing. But beforehand, let me just say how grateful I am to those of you who come here to get in the Word of God. I really am shocked by how many Christians don't value the Scripture and how many Christians can go day by day by day without getting in the Word of God. And those of you who come here regularly and make it a priority to get in the Word of God together, and I trust many of you are doing it on your own as well, it encourages me. You're the ones who can make a difference in this world. So glad to have you along. God bless you. We've been looking at the words of Jesus Christ and some of those radical revolutionary sayings. And today we want to look at uh, maybe the most common thing, most well-known thing Jesus ever said, but we also want to look at the next verse and talk about this concept of our Christians judgmental and is is was Jesus judgmental and so forth. You ready? Here we go. We're going to John 3.16. And you know the verse, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Hopefully the most famous verse in the entire Bible. I've, you've probably seen signs. I've seen signs. Jesus saves. You see it in, in, uh, in, even in restroom stalls or wherever. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. What good news that our, our Savior saves. Whoever you are, whatever your problem, however far gone you may think you are, whatever sin you've committed, Jesus saves. This is the good news. This is the great news. And it's for you. And don't ever think it's not. Brothers and sisters, this is what we announce. Jesus saves. This is the day of grace. This is the day of salvation. This is the day of God's mercy. This is the day when he's saying he wants his banquet hall, his house to be full. He wants hell to be empty. He wants heaven to be full. And indeed, this is we get to announce this good news. Look at the next verse Jesus said as well. For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. That's why he came. Our world needs saved. Is there anyone who questions that the world is in dire straits, that there's oppression, there's evil, there's, there's tragedy, there's death, there's, there's, there's a war going on in Europe, there's Always wars going on somewhere in, in the world, it seems like. And there's a whole lot of personal wars going on where bullets aren't flying. Some of them they do. But this world, it, it's a mess. Jesus came to save the world. He came to save people. He came to transfer people from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved son. And when we come into the kingdom of God, we begin to live different. My wife says to me, when she looks at people's messed up lives and she looks at the messed up world and she looks at messed up relationships and she looks at the messed up country, she looks at all these things and she says, it doesn't need to be this way. Can I say it again? It doesn't need to be that way. As we come to Jesus, now it, it may not change overnight, but as he begins to change you and then he can begin to change those around you. 
And even if those around you don't change, at least you have a peace that passes understanding. In the world, we have tribulation, but take courage, Jesus said. He's overcome the world. We can rise above it. And so this is what he's come to do. He's come to save the world. But, and he said he did not come to judge the world. And yet, a lot of people think we're judgmental. They think the church is judgmental. They think Christians are judgmental. They think God is judgmental. And that, and the first thing they think of is not God's love. And we, the, us Christians, this kind of drives us crazy because we think we want you to know that God loves you. We want you to know that there's hope. And yet people often have these, this concept of God where they only see one side, and the one side they see it as being negative, not positive. Why is that? I think there could be—well, let's keep reading first before we say that. I'm sorry, let's go to—we continue in, in John chapter 3. He says this, He who believes in him, in, in Jesus, is not judged— Brothers and sisters, if you believe in Jesus Christ, if you're a believer, if you're saved, you are not judged. God, is not, God has accepted you. God's love, God has redeemed you. He loves you. He's made you a child. Don't walk around under a cloud of judgment because you are not judged if you're in Christ. But keep reading. He who does not believe... If you're a non-believer today, he who does not believe has been judged already because he's not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. That's wrong. If you don't believe in Jesus, that's wrong. That brings judgment upon you. That's sinful. As a matter of fact, it might be one of the worst sins you can commit to say, I'm not going to believe God. I, God says something. Jesus made claims. I'm not going to believe them. I'm going to reject them. In essence, you're calling God a liar. You're calling Jesus Christ a liar. You might not think of you're doing that, but that's exactly what's happening. And that's why unbelief is such a terrible, terrible sin. But he goes on. Why, he talks about why do people not believe? And those who don't believe, why are they under the judgment? He continues, this is the judgment. That the light has come into the world, and men loved the darkness rather than the light for their deeds were evil. This is why people don't want to come to Jesus. Their deeds are evil, and they love their evil deeds. And coming to the light means they let go of those evil deeds. It means that they're acknowledging those things are wrong. I'm coming to the light. I'm leaving those things behind me. Jesus goes on to say, for everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices, and that's one reason I might add that people might hate you. They might not like you. You're very, you're, if, when they're around you, your very life exposes their sinfulness. You're, you may not say a, a word to them, but just your, your joy, your victory, your love, your righteousness, your habits— these expose you are in the light. They are in the darkness. The contrast is evident whether you say it or not. Your very life is exposing their evil deeds. And, they, and, that, and therefore they hate the light, and that might mean they hate you. But he who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought 
in God. This gives me hope for anyone who truly is seeking the truth. Anyone who really wants the truth, they will come to the light and they will find, I believe they will find Jesus Christ. Anyone who loves the truth, who practices the truth, they will come to the light. So let's talk for a minute about why people, some things we learned from this this section and some other things as well. Why do people think God is so judgmental, Christ is so judgmental, Christians are so judgmental, the church is so judgmental. This is, this is a common thing out there. So many people, I mean, probably the most common reason I hear of people leaving the church is they say they're judgmental. So I'd like to give you four possible reasons this morning. Number one, we have a spiritual enemy. The devil is a liar. And the primary lie he wants to tell is about who God is and what God is like. This is what he did in the Garden of, of Eden. He, he lied to Eve about the very nature of God. And he continues to do that. He'll do that in our day. He may do that. He tries to do that with you. And he definitely does that with unbelievers to lie about what God is like. He wants people to think that God is a mean, angry, judgmental God. You better keep your distance from him. Some old religions say, don't pray to God. He's too mean. You know, talk to his mother. She'll, she'll, she'll straighten things out with you. You know, talk, do something else. But God is so mean. And this is, a, I believe, a demonic, evil representation of God. We have a spiritual enemy. Never underestimate how effective the enemy is in giving people the wrong impressions of who God is. There may be a second reason that people think that we are so judgmental, and that's this. Some of us are really judgmental. Some believers, I I hate to see the caricature of it, but I run into them. I run into them, people who are, they're, they're believers and they're mean. They're, they're not nice. They, they, they don't like people. They don't like, they don't like sinners. I think of in the movie, to be honest, the movie with Chuck Smith about uh, Jesus Revolution. And when he first saw the hippies, he didn't like them. Remember in the scene where uh, she said that, you know, they need, his wife was saying they need hope, they need Jesus. And Chuck Smith's response, I think they need a bath. Well, he didn't like these people, and he didn't understand them, and he didn't want anything to do with them. And and I do believe, by the way, the way it's portrayed in the movie is even more gracious and PG-oriented than what he really was feeling. However, God broke through, changed his heart, and gave him a love for these people. And of course, then, you know, started a, a revolution, a Jesus revolution of salvation and a revival. But my friends, make sure you understand that we are to love sinners and hate sin. Last week, I heard uh, Barry McGuire, who, not the singer, but the, the founder of the, uh, the, of the uh, or the guy who owns the, the car wax company, I had no idea how much he loved Jesus and what an evangelist he is. And I heard him speak, and he simply said, when we run into people that we don't like, when we run into people who are obnoxious, when we run into people who are lost in their sin, committed to the sin, remember, they're lost. That's why they're like that. They're lost. And we, we, we expect them to have a certain civility, a certain behavior. We may expect them to act a certain way. He reminds us they're lost. Never forget that. And Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. Don't be mean to these people. Stand firm, but be gracious, be kind, be loving. The third reason that people might not might think we're judgmental and they might not like us 
is we expose their deeds. We talked about this a minute ago. Our very presence and, and living a righteous life, being a person of integrity, holiness, joy, love, faith, this exposes they're not like this. Sometimes you don't even have to say anything. It exposes them. We are in the light. When they come around us, that ought to be exposing their own evil deeds. And if they don't repent, they're not going to like that. They're going to hate the light. And so just and expect that, understand that, realize that. It's not that you're doing something wrong. It's probably that you're doing something right. If, if unbelievers and sinful people can be around you and they don't ever feel any kind of conviction by your presence, then my friend, maybe you're, you're compromising too much. You're not walking and standing in the light the way you should. And then there's a final reason. A fourth reason people might be convicted or feel we're judgmental or God's judgmental, and that's this. Like our passage today says, they are judged. They're guilty. They're under the judgment of God. The wrath of God is abiding over them, it says. And they're convicted by the Holy Spirit. And so the and the Spirit will convict them. I hear sometimes people talk about we are a guilt-free tree uh, church. We're not going to make you feel guilty. And I think, my friend, you're working against the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit works to make unbelievers feel guilty. Why? So they'll be saved. Listen, why do you go to a doctor? Because you're sick, right? Why do you go to a car mechanic? Because your car is broken, right? Why do you come to the Savior? Because you're lost. And if we tell people you'll feel good, whether you're saved or not, we'll make you feel good. You're taking away the convicting convictions of the Holy Spirit. Folks, people without Christ should feel guilty. They should feel bad. But what we do is we offer them hope, come to Jesus, and rather than just pretend the guilt's not there, Jesus will forgive the guilt. Jesus will address the guilt. Jesus will give you a new life. So listen, if if how do you deal with these four things? If someone feels judged because the devil's affecting, lying to them about God, we speak the truth and we pray for them to be delivered from that bondage and deception. If it's because we're mean, well, stop being mean. Start loving them. They're lost. Never forget it. They're lost. We're here to help help them get saved through Jesus Christ. If it's because we expose them, well, that's good. It's good that they be exposed. Just make sure you don't have a holier-than-thou self-righteous attitude. You're giving credit to Jesus saying, any good you see in me, it's the grace of God, and he can give it to you as well. And finally, if they're convicted by the Spirit, gently work with them. Allow them to do that and offer them the gospel through Jesus Christ. Amen? Oh, Father, we thank you today that you sent Jesus not to condemn the world, but to save the world. We know that judgment is real. We know people are under judgment. We know there is a coming judgment. And yet, Jesus, you came not to judge, you came to save. And we just say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank With all our heart, we're thankful that you extend your hand to us. Your arm is not so short that it cannot save. And I thank you, Lord, everyone listening today is uh, either can, is saved or can be saved. And so we receive your mercy, your forgiveness, your salvation. 
We receive your life. We, we come to the light and we believe in Jesus Christ that we might walk in the newness of life that is found in the kingdom of God. Jesus, I pray for any who are lost in sin today to remind them it doesn't need to be that way. They don't have to be living like that. They can live in the fullness of life that you intended us to have through faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus, you can take a dead person and make them alive. You can take the old and make it new. You can take the defiled and make it clean. This is who you are. It's that simple. And we thank you for it. And we pray in your name and give you praise. Amen. Amen. And amen. Don't you love the word of God? I sure do. That's why I'm so excited to be here day by day by day. What a technology we have available to us. And all it takes on our part is the commitment to be here. It's not that big of a commitment, but it can lift your soul every day. And you never know what day, if you come here every day, you never know where you might hear a message that really touches you so deeply, it changes the course of your life. But whether something like that happens or little by little, we trust lives are changing through the power of God's Word. Amen? Thanks for being with me. I love having you guys. Have, I love you being along, and I love you guys. If you're new, welcome. I hope you'll subscribe to the channel. Make a commitment to be here. Uh, tell your friends. Leave a comment below. Introduce yourself. And, um, and, and if you can't listen live at 8.30 a.m., watch later in the day or even listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. Okay? I love you all. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.